Hey there, folks. Welcome to Rock and Rally Tennis, where it's all tennis, all the time. I'm James Lynn. Follow us on Twitter at Rock and Rally. That's Rock underscore and underscore Rally. And on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash Rock and Rally Tennis. Rock and Rally Tennis podcast episode number 178 is brought to you by Career Wonder, the ultimate career resource featuring video interviews of professionals from a wide array of industries. Sharing the stories, journeys, and insights about their careers and jobs at CareerWonder.com. You know, folks, when it comes to doubles, one of the more common sights you see at the local parks and tennis clubs is the one-up, one-back formation, where both teams each have one player at net and the other at the baseline. You know, in the current era of the power tennis game, the one-up, one-back formation is used quite often, even at the professional level. That said, and to be perfectly candid, the manner in which the one-up, one-back doubles formation is often employed at the club and recreational level can, at times, be very frustrating to watch. From 6.0 to 9.0 doubles, whether women's, men's, or mixed, whenever it's one-up, one-back, all too often it seems the go-to strategy is to avoid hitting to the opposing net player. Consequently, almost all of these points end up being little more than mind-numbing battle of attrition cross-court rallies between the two opposing players at the baseline. Now let me say, in general, the concept of keeping your shots away from an opposing player at net is something that is instinctive and commonly taught by many coaches and teaching pros. However, the common misconception about this popular doubles tactic is that it is some sort of a hard written rule or formula for success. In my view, it is not. It is simply a starting point, plain and simple. It's a starting point from which further adjustments should be made and incorporated depending on a variety of other factors, including the particular skills of your opponents and related match attributes, for example. You know, it goes without saying that it behooves you and your partner to always be aware and take those factors into consideration. To employ any tactic without considering whether it would be appropriate or effective against a particular opponent or team would simply be shortchanging yourselves. And again, sorry to be redundant, the tactic of playing the ball away from the net person when the formation is one up, one back in doubles is simply a starting point. Believe it or not, it is often not a prudent primary tactic to employ, in my view, particularly in club and recreational doubles. The question I often pose to players when I see that they are consciously or unconsciously playing keep away from the net person and engaging in these mind-numbing battle of attrition cross-court rallies is this. Do you believe your opponent's net games command that kind of respect to the point where you are rarely, if ever, going to challenge them? and thus be resigned to keep the ball away from them? I mean, no disrespect to anyone, but at the club and recreational level, I believe the answer in most cases is a resounding no. Now, I want to be very clear about this so there's no misunderstanding as to what I'm saying. When it comes to players at your local parks and tennis clubs, there are relatively few players who possess the net game prowess that warrant that level of respect where you should play keep away. There are a lot of players who have technically sound volleys. However, as I've talked about on numerous occasions in previous podcasts, just because you have a good volley does not mean you have a good net game. What I commonly see at the club and recreational level are players whose net positions are either too close to net where they can easily be lobbed or too deep or far away from the net where most of their volleys are neutral or defensive in nature. Moreover, many of these players do not anticipate poach or close on volleys very well. 
especially on shots that they can uh, that that are attackable, which lend further support of my affirmation. And you see this every day at your local park and tennis club. For example, just a couple of weeks ago, I was watching a men's 4.5 level match in my club. Sure enough, as it's common to see these days, from the very first point, it was a match played predominantly with one up, one back by both teams. And by way of background, the players were all very familiar with one another's games, having played with and against one another for over 10 years. All four players have solid games, including very sound volleys. Now, for illustration purposes, let's say that the teams were comprised of players A and B versus players C and D, where players A and D are, at, are the ones up at the net for their respective teams, and B and C are the ones playing back on the opposing baselines. Now, starting with the first point of the match, <laughs> you guessed it, cross-court baseline rally of multiple shots, ending with an unforced error. Now, this was pretty much how the match played out. Now, let me share with you what is often frustrating to watch about a match like this. Players A and D are going at it, hitting solid but mostly, you know, mostly uh, safe rally ball type shots. Now, most intermediate and advanced players understand that it is very challenging to hit clean winners from the, from the baseline in doubles. Thus, many of the shots in these one-up, one-back cross-court rallies are typically hit with good margin. Now again, in general, at the 100,000-foot level, I can understand the tactic of playing keep away from the net person. However, as I mentioned earlier, while many, while many players at the club and recreational level have good volleys, they typically do not have good net games. In this particular example, players B and C were each playing up at net for their respective teams, watching the cross-court rallies between their playing partners. For the most part, player B's and C's net positions were too deep. Each player positioned barely inside their own service lines. The fact is, there wasn't a whole lot either net player was going to be able to do anyway from that deep net volleying, from that deep volleying position. And yet, rarely did the opposing baseliners bother to break from their cross-court baseline pattern in rallies to make their opponents at net volley and force them to work their net games. You know, the bottom line is this. There are a lot of well-established textbook strategies and tactics for doubles. With that said, those are simply starting points. You always need to know and be aware of who is across the net from you. What are your opponents capable of and so on. And from there, you make your adjustments. I believe many players do themselves a huge disservice when they employ a particular strategy or tactic without really taking a moment to consider whether their choices make the most sense. Regarding this particular example of one up one back, where players are often resigned to play keep away from the opposing net player, it comes down to asking the basic question. Do the opposing net players have the kind of net game to warrant that level of respect from you, where you try to hit everything away from them? At the club and recreational level, I believe the answer is no a lot more often than yes. Food for thought. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. Thanks for joining us at Rock and Rally Tennis. Please subscribe to our podcast at rockandrallytennis.com. I'm James Lynn. See you next time.